letter to Daddy. His address is heaven above. I've written a letter to Daddy saying I love you. We've written a letter to Murphy. Hi. Welcome to Dear Ryan Murphy. A short-form TV recap podcast. And beyond. Each week we watch an episode of whatever TV show Ryan Murphy is kicking around. Then we take that episode, ritualistically stab it to death and chop it up into little bits, just like the Zodiac Killer. If you didn't see this week's American Horror Story, you might hear that joke and think, wow, what a random reference. Why would they bring up the Zodiac Killer? I have the same question for Ryan Murphy. I'm Ty Bauman. And I'm James Tyson. And you guessed it, this week we're talking about American Horror Story. The wonderful season of cult. Worst episode of one of the, the best, season. one of the best of this season. Lies. Wonderful, truly, truly the awful. best. <laughs> this week, American Horror Story Cult, Episode Seven: Valerie Solanas Die for Your Sin. Alternate title: The Feminine Mistake, The Many Accents of Lena Dunham, Sarah Paulson's Second Day Off, Little Women Part Two, Joe's Revenge. Ah, inside the actors' studio with Francis Conroy. But first, our one-take speed recap of the whole episode. No jokes about Lena Dunham's appearance, boys. Seriously, it's misogynistic. But by all means, tear her performance to shreds. June 3rd, 1968. Jump cut to Lena Dunham playing Lena Dunham playing Valerie Solanas getting plowed in the backseat of a Dodge for Money. Is this an episode of Girls? Seven dollars later and she's off to an ammo store to buy some bullets. What are they for? Andy Warhol. Flashback to a day earlier at the Andy Warhol factory. A pissed off Lena Dunham playing Lena Dunham playing Valerie Solanas storms onto a film shoot and demands her script back which he says he lost or maybe threw away or maybe just doesn't give a fuck. Women can't be serious artists. Be a model. Naturally, Lena Dunham playing Lena Dunham playing Valerie Solanas comes back later and shoots him three times. Suck my dick, Warhol! Flash forward to a present-day breaking news report to remind viewers about last episode's mass shooting. We find out that progressive lesbian Sarah Paulson is in police custody for her potential involvement with the shooting, but it also looks like Meadows' fake assassination attempt worked for Trump-loving Evan Peters because he won that city council race. I just got a retweet from Eric Trump. Cut to professional reporter Adina Porter leaving her office to find a strange cloaked figure lurking around her car, played by cigar-smoking Francis Conn. Fucking finally! In the best monologue of the season, cigar-smoking Francis Conroy drops some knowledge, namely that she knows Meadows' assassination attempt was fake. And tells Adina Porter she's a puppet in a man cult. Reunion Hotel, room 12. Give me a -a ring-a-ding when you're ready to hear the truth, sister. Professional reporter Adina Porter heads to Trump-loving Evan Peters' house, which is suddenly infested by a bunch of hot white guys dressed like chorus boys from the Book of Mormon. Adina Porter's not a fan, but Evan Peters tells her there's volunteers from all over, and that she should take a little break now that he's a city council council seat and a militia. Cut to the butchery on Maine. A perturbed Adina Porter storms in to introduce lesbian wife Ivy and Carrie Fisher's daughter Billy Lord to cigar-smoking Francis Conroy. Gather round, ye women, for Francis Conroy is about to tell the tale of Valerie Solanas. Or at least the tale of Lena Dunham playing Lena Dunham playing Valerie Solanas. As we flash back to Chelsea Hotel, New York, 1967. Lena Dunham playing Lena Dunham playing Valerie Solanas reads from her scum manifesto to a room full of radical feminists. A real-life manifesto in which Valerie Solanas peg men as the ultimate problem in society. 
society. I mean, she's not wrong. Gay guys are allowed in scum too, but they're turds. The whole scum crew moves to San Francisco to start their grand scheme, couple busting. Their first act as members of scum is to murder David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen. Who were actually the first victims of the Zodiac Killer. The anonymous serial killer in California whose identity to this day is still unknown. Oh, hang on. The Zodiac Killer is scum? Ryan Murphy, what does this mean? That was Valerie's plan all along. We were the Zodiac. Plot twist. The glamorous ladies of scum continue murdering couples, but things don't go exactly as planned. Cut to Lena Dunham in a home for the criminally insane, screaming to B.B. Babbitt on the phone that some man is taking credit for the murders she orchestrated. Who the fuck is the Zodiac? Bristol Hotel, San, San Francisco, Francisco, 1973. 1973. Lena Dunham is out of the ward, telling her loyal followers that she has had an epiphany. She knew that all men were garbage, but she didn't realize that all men were garbage, including the gay turds in her scum cult who were posing as the Zodiac to the newspapers. As Valerie begins to lose her mind, she also begins to lose her following. She ends her life alone in her apartment, hallucinating about Andy Warhol eating a cheeseburger and telling her she's gained so much weight. When people hear the name Valerie Solanas, they think Andy Warhol. Cut to Winter entering her parents' bedroom to find Evan Peters looming over his parents' rotting corpses. Remember, that's a thing. He tells Winter that he's relying on her for support. He then pulls out the scum manifesto and asks her what it is. I found it in your room while I was looking for your Adderall. Cut to gay husband Billy Eichner entering the restaurant thinking he's arriving at a surprise party for Evan Peters. But nope. Adina Porter clocks him across the head and passes out, waking up to find himself tied down to a kitchen counter and lesbian wife Ivy holding a chainsaw over him. She then proceeds to cut off his arm. And his head. Rest in pieces, gay husband Billy Eichner. Cut to Evan Peters watching the breaking news report about Billy Eichner's murder, who says out loud, they're at their best when they're angry, aren't they? And just when you're like, what does that mean? The camera pans back to reveal Francis Conroy responding, aren't we all? She's a fraud. End of episode. Nice work, boy. Am I the Zodiac Killer? And now for everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Two assholes saying funny things about the episode. Have at it, you self-indulgent turds. I hate this. Well, I hate, I hate this. Don't start off on that note. I'm starting off on that note. Okay, let's look at the positives. We have Lena Dunham. (laughs) Okay. It's entertaining. It's a rough positive. We have a well. We have a new. We have Valerie Solanas. We have a new storyline going on, Mm -hmm. which is exciting. It was a nice little break. You know, there's there's a podcast. I think it's called The Worst Idea of All Time. And in that podcast, is this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, almost. In that podcast, they choose a horrible movie and they watch it every week for a year. So like I think the second season they did, second year they did was Sex and the City two, and it's two like I think they're from New Zealand or Australia, and they just go insane by like because they have to watch it again. That's the assignment. They watch the same movie. What do they and talk about? Just basically, they fall into complete insanity, and I am so grateful that this is only eleven episodes because yeah. I think I might lose my fucking mind. Yeah. Well. We got a few more left, you know. Four more episodes <laughs> left. Anyway, but this was a nice. Um, it was you nice. Liked it, to, I, I liked it. Yeah, because I I see no point in spreading hate in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for love, and that's it. Um, I th- I think it, I didn't know who Valerie Salonis was. I didn't know who she was until I found out that was the character that Lena Dunham was cast as. And wow, what a fascinating historical Fascinating figure. character. I yeah. will say this episode does have... It has a fair amount of, like, Ryan Murphy tropes. Mm. Um, and it part of it, the way they told the Valerie Solana story reminds me of some of the stuff they did in Feud. 
And a lot of the times yeah. in feud, I think I had this moment of like, oh, I didn't know that. And then you'd look it up and realize, like, oh, that actually happened. Yeah. See, well, except for maybe Olivia de Havilland stuff. But... Well, well, according to her. <laughs> but, you know, it's true. That's what I like is that he sort of picks little obscure um, things in history that people may not know too much yeah. about. And he just sort of inserts them and... And then how he ties that into um, the Zodiac Killer. Maybe people Maybe didn't know about that. Let, you know, let, let's focus on the positives. Let's not go there yet. Let's I think that's a positive. Nope, we're gonna, we're gonna pause on that for just a moment okay. because I do want to say there are some true things about the Valerie Solana story in this yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, I think he did, Andy Warhol did actually kind of like treat her in this misogynistic way that yeah. he's portrayed as. She did shoot him. That's all real. She was a, a prostitute. Yeah. She also was, like, an abuse victim. Right. Um, I think the there's a line in there about how when she was... By the time she was 15, she'd yeah. been impregnated twice. Right. By, like, her father or her stepfather. Could have been either. Right. So there's some trauma, and so that's kind of the root of why she's has this anger and this frustration towards men to and, justify and the philosophy as it's portrayed on the show yeah based on some just cursory googling does seem to be a reflection of like what who that actual person was but i like human beings like neurotic human beings oh like yes yeah. who just are so fixated on a certain topic they're just their whole life is just i like i think people are who like that are interesting and maybe we don't see her in a necessarily we wouldn't consider her a role model, I guess. No, not. But, but it, it's it's a fascinating person. It's also something that like it's kind of like the X Men. Ryan Murphy does this a lot, actually. The militant minority, yeah, where it's like the the disenfranchised who has responded to that with violence or like military, like like um, trying to think. Wait, he did X Men. No, no, but the, it's like X-Men, where oh. it's like, they're the underdog that is also, like, can be the hero, or can be a very complicated, like, yeah. Magneto kind of... He did it, like, in Coven, sort of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there was yeah, a lot yeah. of, like, because they were... The witches were, like, maybe evil, as Jessica right. Lange's character, right. but were the persecuted as well. Right, yeah. So he sheds some light on that. Right? Yeah, and, you know. and I think... Well... Her manifesto, I... Well, it's 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 not to be taken seriously, well, right? It's a... It was as written by Valerie Solanas. Well, yeah. I first met her at her room at the Chelsea Hotel in 1967. She was 30 by then, and had just written her masterwork, The Scum Manifesto, and would give staged readings. It cost a dollar for women, two fifty for men. The male is completely egocentric, trapped inside of himself, incapable of empathizing with others, of love or friendship, of affection or tenderness. The Scum Manifesto was the first time that someone had clearly laid out the radical thesis that men were the real problem with society. Has a woman ever started a war? No. Are the polluting earth murdering CEOs of Standard Oil or Dow Chemical women? No. no. Do women wait in dark hallways at night to rape men as they come home from work? No. Do women molest their daughters? No. Do women pervert our intercommerce like some men we all know? She collected a devoted group of followers from those readings. Street girls, hookers, throwaways. Talk doesn't work with men. The only way to win is to anti-assimilate and to play their game. To do to them what they have been doing to us since the dawn of time. 
This planet will not move forward until we get our hands bloody and murder every fucking man on it! Part of my cursory Googling was uh, learning that uh, a lot of the times her writing was thought of as satirical and she yeah. would kind of fight back yes. that it's like, I'm not being satirical, guys. Right, and she later claimed that she never gave meetings, gave scum meetings, um, but people did claim that they happened and that she did charge a dollar for women and two right. for men. Now, that's that's where things get just legitimately like, Different people saying different things. History yeah. is like sort of fluid in this way. Right. Who remembers what? Right. Then we get into the total fabrication Zodiac killer yeah. connection. <laughs> Which is fun. Which is fun. It's an interesting... They happen around the same time, right? It connects It connects historically. I mean, I guess. I don't... Lots of things happened. I like conspiracy theories, and I like conspiracy theorists. Well, I in no way think that they're positing this as, like, a real thing. Oh, no, 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 no. But it's, it's just... It's fun, you know? It's just connecting these points in history that have no reason to be connected. It's just the fun, like, what if... Yeah. It's just... It's the magic of Murphy. God. Again, though, the way we got there, that scene where Adina Porter brings Frances Conroy into, you know, to meet lesbian wife Ivy, oh. and she starts telling the story, and then you hear the line, um, that was the plan all along. Um, we were the Zodiac. That's a good Frances Conroy. <laughs> it's not as good as yours, but no. I'll tell you, Ty, I literally... If we weren't doing this podcast, and I knew that I had to keep watching the show, would have turned it off then and just been like, "I'm good on this season." I know, but it's good to watch bad TV. Oh yeah, I think what there's... you think is bad TV. It's good to watch what you think. Yeah, is you bad almost TV. admitted that it's bad TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing is either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Well, I'm doing a lot of thinking. <laughs> Very strong thinking. Maybe that's the issue. Just let it be. I mean, I have to. I mean, again, you're describing Stockholm Syndrome. Well, like, I will not get out of this cell. Yeah. So I might as well just plain, you know, have a good time. Drown, while drown. I'm in the bottom of this well. But let's talk about um, Francis Conroy. First of all, when then oh. I saw that cloak. I thought it was going to be Lady Gaga. I did I thought too. she was going to turn yep. and be all done. Yep. <laughs> and that would have been so exciting. But it was more, even more exciting that it was Francis Conroy. Francis Conroy. Yeah. I mean, we are finally getting... What I have been begging for. We've gotten it in dollops from Adina Porter. Mm-hmm. The the sort of scene you chewing. You love that word. I love it. Yeah. Um, I also love the word scene chewing. You love that word too, yeah. But, I mean, Francis Conroy, man, is God just... damn it. The first one who really, really scared you, I suppose. Really freaked you out with her words. The way she's not afraid to slow... From season one. From season like, one, f- yeah. And she always plays the... the like. Subtle in the background, very pivotal to the storyline and to the plot. And embraces the camp. Embraces the camp. Embraces. She's doing it in camp, but there's also it, it's subtle. She's she's also what's your favorite word? Um, nuance. Shut up, Ty. No, that's it, not a word. Sorry, that's a, oh, phrase. Right, a phrase. Nuanced. Uh, nuanced. Nuanced. Yeah, it's very nuanced. It's nuanced camp. Who uh, does that? Uh, Jessica Lang and Francis Conway. Yeah, right. So now we have it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just wonderful to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I help you? I don't go for this theatrical bullshit. You're bullshit. A bullshit puppet. I can see your strings. 
You've lost your way. All women have. Used to be easy to know a man cult when you saw one, before the lies that blinded us to the inequalities. The male wants desperately to be led by females. He wants mama to be in charge, but we keep giving away the natural order of things. I know what it means to assassinate a man. That pantomime the other night wasn't that, let me tell you. What are you? Homeless? Schizo? Want a couple of bucks to get high? Pretty convenient for her to miss a mark like that. She could have walked right up to him and then BAM! Right in the cock! Why didn't she? Reunion Hotel, room 12. Give me a ring-a-ding when you're ready to hear the truth, sister. I also said to you, uh, when she entered and when she started introducing herself and all of that, I said to you, okay, here's how, here's what the show could do for me to be like, all right, I'm, I'm back on board. We need a competing feminist cult that will go to war with Evan Peters' cult and and that I can get behind at least to yes. find something to enjoy. Yeah, so that you called it and I you know, that's I loved that. I loved that idea. But now we found out, oh, oh wait, Francis Conroy was a was a was a decoy, is that the right was word? A de- I get, yeah, yeah, was she's a, a fraud. A she, fraud. Yeah, hired by Evan a Peters. double agent. Double agent, a spy kid. They took it away immediately. I like. I will say, actually, no. Okay. Yeah. After they revealed the the zodiac thing, I was like, all right, I want to turn this off, but I'll keep watching. And then they started doing the thing that I was like, oh, okay, I can get behind this. Yeah. And then the last line of it was like, ah, no, yeah, stupid idiot. Yeah, yeah. So that was just. I don't. I think that wasn't necessary to be. I thought you know it could have ended as it ended. It was just wonderful. You have this great character who's introducing who's inspiring these women to kill, you know? And that's a great new thing. But like, so I don't think, I think that was enough of a twist. Now, like having the women, that twist, you didn't need like a, a an end of episode shocker, you know? I, right. did, I thought it was sort of, it was hammering a point over no, the I, head or something. I guess it, it is possible that she's a double, double agent Ooh. and that she'll turn on Evan Peters. That's just way too much, you know? It's, it's a like, lot. It's I mean, just... it's already a lot that, like, all of the women, like, lesbian wife Ivy, Carrie Fisher's daughter Billy Lord, Adina yes. Porter, uh, they all, it's already unbelievable that they would join one cult. In this episode, yeah. they went ahead and joined a second cult. Well, they formed a second cult, didn't they? Would well, Scum say? was kind of already. I guess you know, so. Yeah, it's the revival. They started it's a new Neo, chapter. Neo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, but only for then it to be. Fa- I just like, come on, guys. Yeah. How much? Yeah. But this is a lot of dick to choke on right now. Oh, All right, Ryan Murphy. Let me tell you. <laughs> and I'm gagging. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, but you know, we, uh, we there's characters are well developed. You know, it's like maybe yeah. see it through that lens. See well, it as these are great characters because Evan Peters is Andy Warhol. Just that is, I thought it was so fucking great. I thought it was such a fantastic performance. I was so inspired by just the, this the the, the, the just how consistent it was how alive it was it was, it was a lot of strong choices a lot of strong choices and and just alive and committed and, and there it was like watching andy warhol i he's one of the most talented actors i think we have 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, totally perfect. Of I think all time. The overall representation and how it fit into the story, I found wonky. Now, part of that, I loved. I just is w- that he was his main scene partner was Lena Dunham. Yeah, which was great to watch this fantastic actor in his role, and then Lena Dunham and hers, <laughs> and just watching how they, you know, she's just screaming. And he's just just so dismissive. I mean, she basically sounds like Linda from Bob's Burgers. (laughs) Yeah, she pointed that out. How dare you underestimate the rage of a woman? Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's he's his gift is is to embody people. And I, you know, it's not I know you said it. You don't think it's, you know, total picturesque. it's, It's more that. So this actually is another Ryan Murphy trope that we actually kind of talked about this where the feud and American crime story, O.G. Simpson, yes. were kind of the the a display of like impersonations of real people. Yes. And you had a couple different categories. You have like uh, Susan Sarandon as Betty Davis, right. which falls into the category of like very well done impersonation. Where like she is really taking on Betty Davis's vocal qualities. She's being right, true to- but keep in mind Betty Davis was an impersonation of herself <laughs> also fair you know but but that was like the type of performance it's brilliant sure um, then you have Jessica Lange's Joan Crawford which is not that it is very much Jessica Lange it's she's embodying this the essence the spirit of the insecurities the rage but she's doing it it's Jessica not fate done away it's not fate and that's a whole other category yeah. where you're playing someone who's so outlandish and I think Faye Dunaway in Mommy Dearest actually does a pretty true-to-life impersonation of... Right. But Joan Crawford is ridiculous, so, like, it's... it's These, just, well, it's their tough women to crack, you know? And, so it's hard yes. to... Is it realism? Is it not? Because are they real, or are they... They're, they're just parodies of themselves exactly. and what they became. And impersonation is an art form in itself. Yes. So I think Evan Peters yeah. falls into the category of, like, the Susan Sarandon camp... But because Andy Warhol is so eccentric, I think it does fall a little into the Faye Dunaway territory sure, as well. Sure, sure. Whatever you want to label it as, I just think it, I don't know, I, 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 I love watching him. Every, and he's supposed to play uh, Charles Manson coming up. And I mean, I'm already hard. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, that sounds sexy. But. Oh, man. You know, but... And, uh, but it just, uh, he... I just, yeah. I a little... His lines even, like... He's just written, it was written to lean into the eccentricities, and I, so he did the Which best that he fine. could. Which is it's fine. Which is It's not, you're not watching Andy it's Warhol's fine. Lifetime movie. It's, you're watching no, but him making an appearance on American Horror Story, which is supposed to be goofy. It's just hard not to compare it to Sarah Paulson's Marsha Clark, or, yeah. you know, which, it's just, those are so masterfully I think you done. want it all to be, like, a consistent style. Well, yeah. Maybe, yeah, which is fair. Yeah, and it's Ryan, fair to say. Ryan Murphy seems to have two There's a lot going moves. on. Yeah, yeah. You, it's either a great actor Tour who's committed force. to the re- the realism of it and is giving you a realistic performance. Yeah. You know, a, a Stanislavskian performance. Emotionally grounded. Or it's John Waters. Emma Roberts. Irony yeah. casting. Yeah, so it, it is, you do have a point there. It's interesting. It's like, well, what is the... It's, there's not a match. Everybody's kind of playing right. their own genre, I guess. Like, Lena Dunham in this reminds me of, like, a, a Ricky Lake in, in, really, Hairspray or yeah. Serial Mom. Any, like, Ricky Lake's not, you know, an amazing actor. She's yeah. charming. I love her in those movies. Yeah. Because John Waters 
only casts in that way. Yeah. And so it all works. Right. But having this kind of stunt casting in the like right up against the brilliance, the Juilliard. But of do you know what? Maybe Francis that's Conroy. maybe that's what he, his goal. It, it maybe he's thinking like it's because it's it kind of broadens the audience because the people who want camp and want you know who love Clueless will you know. Love it. You for... said that in a really demeaning way. Clueless is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Who Back love, off, who youngin. Love... <laughs> who love, Wrong go-to who reference. Amanda Bynes. You oh, know yeah, better. Who English. should be on this show? She's one of those like campy. Actors. Honestly, Amanda Bynes should play every role that Emma Roberts has ever. Yeah, played. that would be great. I love Amanda Bynes. Good. But when, all that. I just it's. I don't know if it works. Have it's like like. Well, I keep well so it. it's like you have like the people who appreciate great acting like the show because you have those tour de force performances and the people who have never read a script <laughs> enjoy watching Emma <laughs> Roberts. Anything, maybe. I don't know. I guess. I guess. That's I just maybe. I'm just trying to like take what you say and put a positive spin on it. That's <laughs> practicing Buddhism. I just I can't believe there's already talk for Lena Dunham's Emmy nomination. Well, on Twitter. Oh, okay. Some, Good. You know. Better not go any further. <laughs> <laughs> We did it again! We did it! Yay! Oh, you're yelling. Yeah. That's full-on yelling. Just so excited we got through another week. Me too. Of being alive. How did we fucking do it? I don't, I don't know. even know. There's so much we didn't talk about. Um. Yeah, but you know, one of those things was we wanted to talk about whether or not this episode was feminist or anti-feminist. But that's probably for the best Nobody. that we left that out. Yeah. Nobody needs to hear from a bunch of gender traders their opinions on feminism. <laughs> so. Someone should tell Ryan Murphy that. Yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, if you enjoyed us even a little bit, write us a review. Make it five stars or one star. There's no in-between. There's no in-between. Do not give us a fucking three or two. <laughs> no. Or a uh, four. Give us five. Four? Five or one. We're extreme people. Oh, we yeah. Do Love or crap. hate us. Yes. And if you hate us, let us know, because we'd like to do a dramatic reenactment of that review. Oh, my God, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And remember, until next week, we love.